Can we put our hands together one more time for the King of Kings, our Lord and Savior? Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen. How many are grateful that God is coming back? He's coming back. Thank you, Jesus. And it, not only, so he had to leave and he, he left us his Holy Spirit. So he left us his Holy Spirit here that we can have a relationship with him and he's coming back to get us. What a beautiful, beautiful reminder of the God that we serve who is faithful to us and is coming back for his bride, his beautiful bride, which is us. Amen. So I have a couple of announcements for you guys this morning as we get started. All right. Where are all my men at in the house of God? Where are all my men? Men. Uh, can we get a little? Uh, uh, yeah. Men. Men. All right. So we are going on a retreat fellas October 25th through the 26th that's a Friday and Saturday you don't want to miss it it's going to be amazing okay we will be bonding as fellas fishing hunting shooting okay we are doing it all we're going to be just men the entire weekend just men all right just doing what men do all right getting dirty get our hands yes Brett Blown up pumpkins, destroying pumpkins. So if you guys have any pumpkins you want to get rid of, send it our way the end of the month and we will blow it up. You will not receive it back. So that's that. Okay, so uh, please sign up, fellas, if you haven't already. And Pastor Mike sent out an email with a lot of details about what to expect, what to bring, what we'll do. So please uh, read that email and reply to the email if you are you're planning on attending. And uh, if you have not registered, sign up on the Connect card and uh, pass it in the uh, plate as it passes you by for offering all right who is hungry in this room right now come on that's what i'm talking about we all hungry let me tell you something we got some food waiting outside after church for those of you who are hungry amen come on come on i can't wait i did not eat intentionally this morning all right it's full fast this morning to eat some chili so please join us after church we're gonna have a good time of food and fellowship with each other uh, just stick around this is your first time this morning we welcome you to hang out and uh, please join us for some good eating all right uh, last but not least we have the one and only Tammy Minear who's gonna come to the stage and she's gonna talk to us about our global partners give it up for Tammy I don't know about y'all, but I like Aaron doing the announcements. <laughs> I've never felt more welcomed to the stage. Um, so it's go time. Um, Matthew uh, 28 says, Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always even to the end of the age. This is the task that God has called us to be involved in with him. Here at Crosspoint, we are all about the business of going, giving, equipping, sending, praying, 
for each of us on this journey. Um, we've been led to join hands with people and organizations that here at Crosspoint we call our global partners. If you haven't gotten familiar with that term yet, get familiar with it. Global partners, um, and they are on a local level, a national level, an international level. And this month we are kicking off what we're calling Go Time on Sunday mornings, where we're going to be highlighting one of our partners um, so that you can maybe get to know them a little better, uh, get a picture of them, what they're doing, their family, um, know a little better how you can pray for them or be involved uh, in their ministry along with uh, your, the church body here at Crosspoint. Um, so this month we're highlighting Adam and Michelle Suter. Um, they're three kids, Natalie, CJ, and Leah, as they pray for Turkey. A lot of y'all have uh, heard Adam speak um, here at church. You, you know what he's involved in in the ministry with the Anatolian Harvest. But in your bulletin, you will find a folded in half sheet of paper that has some additional prayer points that y'all can be looking at and, and learning more about. Even another website that you can go to to hear about him. Um, and the next picture I think we have, in case you weren't familiar, um, the we had a team from Crosspoint go to Turkey um, in June. Um, and uh, this gal right here in the center, um, that's Scarlett. And she was part of our team uh, from Stonebridge. And while she was there, in her time there, she felt God's calling on her heart to go back. And she is there right now, committed for the next nine months um, to help homeschool some of the um, workers, kids that are on the ground there. Exciting stuff that God is doing. And he wants us to continue to be involved in, supporting them financially, by prayer, and other things that we'll let you know about along the way here on Sunday mornings at Go Time. So, go, give, pray. All right, can somebody say it's go time? All right, awesome, awesome. So speaking of go time, children, for you, it is also go time. So children, you are dismissed. Go time, all right? And uh, yeah, so as you leave, please join me in prayer as we are blessed today. Father, we love you so much. We thank you, Father, for this time you've given to us to just worship you, to fix our gaze, fix our attention, our all on you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in, uh, in this place, in our hearts right now. We ask that you would just um, just remove any distractions, any lie, any doubt, any shame, that you would just replace it with your truth and your word, Father, as you prepare hearts for your word, Jesus. We love you. We give you all the glory and all the praise. And everybody says, amen, amen. amen. Hello, good morning turning that one off. I'll just hand it over to you. Thanks, Sarah. Um, one of the benefits of being a preacher's kid is sometimes I get to come up here instead of my dad and ask him um, just for an opportunity to share. Um, and so I have a story, a little testimony, um, and a passage that I just really wanted to share with you guys um, before I moved to Alabama today. <laughs> so, so I was like, all right, now's the time. Um, so before I get started, uh, I mean, my heart's beating a little bit fast. So I just want to pray and ask for, for the Lord's peace. Uh, so I'm going to pray. Jesus, you're just amazing, and we are here for you. And we just want to fix our eyes right now on you. I want to fix my eyes on you. Um, and praise you and thank you for who you are. 
thank you that we can meet together in this place and in this space and uh, that you have created us to be a family. So we praise you, we give you honor and glory, and we are here for that, Lord. Um, and so have your way. Um, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Um, so if you want to open up with me to Mark chapter 12, we're going to start, we're going to read 41 to 44. Um, this is a little passage that I was reading uh, last week, but then I couldn't, I couldn't get away from it. I just kept going back to it every day. I was supposed to move on and start chapter 13, but I couldn't. This was just keeping my attention. Um, and so I wanted to read it right now together and just speak a little about it. So Mark chapter 12, 41 to 44, and it says, And he, Jesus, sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums. And a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him, and he said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all that she had to live on. I'm going to read that last verse one more time, and starting in verse 43. And he called his disciples to him, and he said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. Wow. So, first, the first thing that was came into my mind when I was reading this, just the question is, like, what, man, like, what... What parts of myself or my, my life am I just holding so close because I think that I need it or there's a lack that I'm not just offering to the Lord, that I'm not just in faith and in trust just giving? And so that was a question I was asking myself, still processing through that. And so I just want to prompt you guys too, and I encourage you to, to ask yourselves this question. Where are we holding on to things that, where we think we don't have anything to give, but we do, like what, and, and just to offer that to Jesus. So ask yourself that question. Maybe afterward, just think about it as this day goes on and as the week goes on. Um, but I really, too, another thing that was coming to mind is just this, this idea of what Jesus saw in this woman. And the ladies' Bible study uh, at, at Mama's house, it's, I've been able to be a part of it the past three weeks, and it's about um, seeing and how, how God sees us and seeing, um, what are the three words? It's seeing chosen, sent. Okay, I think that's it. Um, but the, we've been focusing the past three weeks on, on being seen, and that we are a people who are seen by our God. And so I feel like God was just showing me in this that when Jesus was looking at this woman, he wasn't seeing what she lacked. He wasn't seeing her poverty. When Jesus was looking at this woman, he saw her abundance. She had an abundance of trust in the Lord. That's why she was giving all she had. She had an abundance of faith, so she was giving all she had. She had an abundance, and two, she had an abundance of reverence 
for our God's lordship and being like, you are, you are God. You are Lord and you deserve it all and so I'm gonna give it all. So she had this abundance of reverence. And I was like, man, I want like, that is the life I wanna live. That is, that's the abundance that I wanna have. Um, but it just, it just showed me how Jesus saw her and how our God sees us um, and how our God really sees the whole story. He sees our whole soul. He sees it all. And one, just to praise our Father that that is our God. Like, we have a God who sees more than in, oh, it, it baffles me a lot of the time, but I just want to take a second just to enjoy that and acknowledge Jesus for just being the perfect king who has chosen to see, like fully see. Um, and another thing that this was telling me is that God, you know, God's eyes are different than ours. Um, and, and that we can just come before him and let's pray. Come on, church. Like, let's just pray to be a people who sees how Jesus sees. See each other and see ourselves and see this world. Um, see how he sees. Uh, and I wanted to just share a story really quick about a time of when, I mean, so often, every single day, like, I don't see people. Um, you know, even the, this, these past weeks of living in our home, I'm like realizing moments where I don't even see my mom. I'm like, oh man, like I spend so much time with you. Um, but none of us are perfect at it, but we can, we can pursue it for sure. But there is this one story that came to mind of a, a man in Athens that I got to know. And I was looking through some old journals and this is something that I wrote September of 2016, so oh, three years ago. Um, so what, what the, I'm pretty sure most of y'all are familiar with Athens PBJ, but I'm gonna just share a little bit about it. It is this incredible community in, in Athens, Georgia, where I went to the university, and it just creates a space for all people just to come um, and live life together and be in community and realize um, that friendships can be formed amongst people who are homeless and people who aren't. People who live in low-income neighborhoods and people who don't. Um, and so that is the community I really got to ex uh, enjoy and live in in Athens. And there is this one man who, he always sat on the bench across the street from where we gathered for Athens PBJ. And he, let me tell you, he is always there. Some of my friends from Athens are here. Like, they can tell he is, he's claimed his mark and he's claimed his spot. Um, and for the first year, I would just walk on by him. And he didn't, he didn't really speak much, but I wouldn't speak to him. Uh, but he always sat on the same bench, and I wanted to write something that this was a year into living into Athens that I wrote this. Give him time. Jay talked to me today. Last year, I would walk by and do just that, walk by. I would occasionally say hello to this nameless man, but oh, I knew he didn't want to talk, so I wouldn't intrude. I thought I knew him. I would see him sitting on the same bench without fail. His lounged position and disengaged demeanor did not shock my expectations. So I deemed that he couldn't either. I thought I knew him. 
I thought I knew he didn't like talking or didn't care to talk. I thought he lived in a drunken state. I thought his lifeless eyes were his limit. But Jay talked to me today. Those eyes I thought lifeless looked into mine. He asked me how my day had been so far. He asked me and he cared. It took about five minutes of sitting in silence on that bench for those words to escape his lips. Jay is slow to speak, but he speaks. He has cares to share, and he cares to ask about mine. I thought I knew him, but oh, to just give him time to change these thoughts of mine, to give him time. So the, this here is an example. I didn't see this man for a whole year. I walked past him, and I didn't see him. And after that moment of realizing, like, you are a soul. You are an incredible man that I, yet you may be slow to speak, and you may not have so many words to share, but you have so much to share. And it just takes time. You know, there's some people who it takes more patience, it takes more time just to sit down and get to know. And after that, after that experience, I would walk by and I would say hello, and he would say hello back. That changed our dynamic. We still wouldn't, we wouldn't talk a lot. Um, and every day walking to PBJ, he would sit on his bench and across the street, there would be a bunch of us gathered on the corner and he would never walk over. He's more of an individual not big for the social scene. Um, but he, I would always go over there and be like, hey, Jay, do you want to come the, to the circle? He'd always say no. And whenever, over the span of the next two and a half years, whenever we would have an event for PBJ, I would ask him, do you want to come to the Super Bowl party? No, I'm good, thanks. Do you want to come to the Christmas party or the tailgate or this? And at almost every event, I would try to find a way to go over to him and ask him if he'd like to come, and it'd always be the same answer. No, thank you. So two and a half years of, of these kind declines. Um, and it was the, this past May, it was the very, it was the end of the year event for Athens PBJ, my last event ever there before I moved town. And I was like, oh, for tradition's sake, I'm just gonna go over there and ask him. You know, I got to, I always do this. And so I go over and I said, hey, Jay, I'm about to get in the car. We're gathering up people to go to our party. Would you like to come? And he looked at me. He's like, yeah, I would really like that. And so I was shocked. My jaw dropped. I was like, all right, come on. Can we get in the car? <laughs> like, let's go. And so he did. And, and we, we went over there. And, and there's a whole crowd. And it was a great time. It was a fun party. Um, not a perfect party. They never are. It's always crazy, but it's amazing. That's how life should be. Um, but then that was just really special to me. And two weeks ago, I got a message from one of my friends, Zoe, who she's actually leading Athens PBJ this year. And she was like, hey, Rachel, I just want to let you know that Jay comes to every event now. He, he's always there and he goes up to people and he asks them how they're doing, what they've been doing in the, in, during the day. And that shocked me. I was like, are you serious? This is amazing. Um, but what this really showed me and, and through this experience and, and this 
this dynamic with this incredible man, Jay, was God was just telling me, like, hey, I am faithful and I am purposeful. And you may not see, like, what my purposes are, what my timing is, or anything like that, but I am purposeful in all of my ways. I'm faithful in all my ways. And who knows, I'm not, I'm not sitting here to say right now that like all those asks is what led him to now be a part of the community. No, I'm, this is just an example of how for so long, like maybe there are things that the Lord and the Holy Spirit is prompting us to do and perhaps it's like no after no after no. And Jesus is saying, just be patient, persist, keep doing it, keep doing it. And like there is, there is something to come. Like I, don't, I am not a meaningless God. Our God is meaningful. And so this is just an encouragement to you, church, is just to whatever the Spirit is prompting on you, whatever, the, whatever God is just telling you, like, hey, like, keep doing this. Don't give up at this. God is faithful. And exactly what, Jackie, you were saying, like, that just aligned perfectly. It's like, we are a people. We are, we are going to live by faith and not by sight. And there's so much going on under the surface that we don't know. And that's just a reminder right now. I need to hear this in my ears, and I believe we all need this encouragement in our ears. Um, it's just God is working, and he never stops. And he's not meaningless. And he's not purposeless. Uh, and this relates directly to on Monday, my brother Michael, he was having a different conversation, but he was telling me about this Chinese proverb about bamboo. I didn't know much about it, but I don't know if any of you know about growing bamboo. But basically it is, so you plant the seed in the ground and it depends on the species of bamboo, but you, for one to five years, so it could be one year or it could be a span of five years, you are going to water this seed every single day. And no, nothing shows, like there's no sprout. A sprout doesn't come until potentially, like in some species it's year one, but some it's year five. So you're gonna water this thing for over 365 times five days. <laughs> I didn't do the calculations beforehand, but if anyone in the crowd knows it off the top of your head, you can yell it out. <laughs> What is it? A lot. Okay, a lot of days. <laughs> Thanks, Cliff. I knew it was that number. Um, so for thousands, over like thousands of days, or thousand and something lot days, you're watering this thing and you're not seeing any results. But there are things happening un, like in the soil, under the ground. And, and if you miss a day of watering, that seed will not sprout. Does not blow your mind that you have to water this thing every single day without seeing results, but you have to have the trust and the faith to know that things are happening under the surface and things are going to sprout. And when it does sprout, <laughs> some of the species it takes, I think it's over a span of like two weeks that it will sprout to like 30, 40 feet over like just that short duration of time, which blows my mind, but I'm just... God's like pressing on me and calling me to deeper trust and more of just this time of he being like, trust me, have faith. Like I, I'm good and I'm faithful and I'm purposeful. So I just wanted to share that story to encourage you too. And to encourage us just to be a people who, who keeps giving when we don't think 
but we have anything to give, like this woman in the story who gave a penny, because that's all she had. And to be a people who, who recognize like, the abundance of faith that we have and we have access to. We have the Holy Spirit in us. So let's believe it and live it. And there's a song that's a, about to be sung by my best friend Kelly. And just when, when she's singing this song, uh, listen to the words, because it just brings us back to just truly being in a place of like thankfulness for who Jesus is and what he has done. Because I think that that is the start of living in abundance of faith, is when we live in abundance of thankfulness and acknowledgement of who our Jesus is. And that will just birth and sprout all of this faith that we can walk in. So I'll pray a little bit for us before you sing. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you so much that you have called us just to trust you and have faith in you and that you are perfectly trustworthy. So we're saying it out loud and we thank you and we love you and we're here for you. Amen. that you have carried thank you for your blood that was shed you took the weight of sin upon your shoulders and sacrificed your life so I could live that you have carried thank you for your blood that was shed you took the weight of sin upon your shoulders and sacrificed your life so I could live now nothing is holding me holding me back 
Jesus, you're the king upon the throne. Thank you for the way you always love me. And now I get to love you in return. And now I get to love you in return. Now I get to love you in return. All right, First Peter. You're going, really? Yeah. <laughs> All right. We've been in a series uh, entitled Everything to Live For. And uh, so we're going we're to shorten my part uh, of it up. But uh, really, uh, what was shared this morning uh, through Rachel and through uh, Kelly's song, really it drives at the heart of, of what... Peter is driving at, and, and here you have uh, Peter, a man called Rock, the Rock uh, that Jesus called the Rock, is uh, speaking to a bunch of young Christians. He's writing this letter to a bunch of young Christians that are struggling, uh, and they are facing persecution, they're facing difficulties, they're facing hardships, and, and probably, like all of us have experienced, there's some doubt, there's some disappointment, there's frustrations, whatever the case may be, but uh, he, is, he is driving these, these truths home to help them understand just what has happened to them because of their relationship with Jesus Christ. That no matter what their circumstances are, no matter what they're, uh, they're feeling at that point, uh, God's worth, God's word and his truth uh, takes precedence over everything. And so what he, in the first couple of weeks that we shared together uh, to catch us all up, he is simply writing to remind them, listen, if you know Christ, and, and, and no matter what you're experiencing, no matter where your faith is, little faith, great faith, uh, no matter what you're going through, if you know Christ, number one, you just need to be reminded that God chose you. And just uh, don't, don't listen to what the rest of the world has to say and what others may say. God chose you. If you know Him, He chose you. And He chose you for a reason, because of His love for you. But He also in, those, uh, in, that, in the first chapter, He's saying, if you are a child of God, He is working in your life. You may feel like a little bamboo seed and there's not a lot happening on the outside, but He's working in your life. That's His promise to you. And he goes on to say that not only that, but he's secured your future. So you know uh, what the end of the story is. You know that. And, and it may not feel like uh, uh, to you that it's going to have a good ending, but he said, no, 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 it's a great ending. Uh, I have secured your future, your future here on earth, and ultimately your future for all eternity for which you were created. And, and then uh, last week we were looking at how, the, how God is saying, and I have set you apart. He said, be holy for I am holy. He says, you are a holy people, which means set apart. You, there is a reason that God has you living and breathing today. And so we can either allow our doubts or our frustrations to dictate, you know, our decisions or we can just trust what God has to say. And going back to what Rachel encouraged us with is to live by faith and not by sight. Uh, so I'm going to live by faith in what God has to say in this. 
And so, really today, uh, I, uh, and I'll pick up on this next week, but I'm going to get you to look with me at uh, verse 22. We're going to pick up with verse 22. Where Peter has said all of this, you know, you're chosen, God's working in your life, your future's secured, you are set apart, I've got a plan and a purpose for your life right here, right now, in 2019, even after an Auburn defeat. Oh, there's got a purpose for you. 22, now, now that you purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the pure heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. For all people are like grass and all their glory is like flowers of the field. For the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. So here he's encouraging us to do something that, uh, that, that uh, maybe it has lost some of its definition. I mean, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that we live in a society where it is becoming less personal and more virtual, right? Uh, less personal and more. We have so often substituted the, the virtual for the personal. And, and some of the things that, uh, the words that we're reading here have lost their meaning. You know, like for instance, friend. The, the, the word friend is not what it used to be, especially in the virtual world. You know, you can have tons of friends, 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 you know, on social media. It's, it's kind of lost the meaning. Uh, the like, to, to like someone <laughs> or something, you know, it's, it has so many different meanings. Uh, to follow someone, you know, you can have a lot of followers. But um, despite being more connected uh, through our social connected connections, uh, we are becoming more and more alone. You know, go to a coffee shop. You know, you've been to a coffee shop lately. Now that's the place for people to go to be alone together. You know, um, you know when I was growing up, uh, social networking uh, meant get outside. Go, you go outside and, and stir up some stuff, and then there's, there's your social networking. Uh, but so much has you know, lost its meaning, and yet God is encouraging us, inviting us back to what really matters the most, and that's our relationship with Him and the one thing that He is calling us to do and what Peter says, hey, I want you to love one another and love one another from a pure heart. One of the, the things that the church of Jesus Christ should be great at is loving. It's this thing called love. And that's what Peter's encouraging uh, us and reminding us is that we have that capacity to love. And so often what uh, happens is that we allow the things that are going on in our life or maybe the feelings that we have about ourselves or the distractions uh, that are coming into our life to rob us of understanding the capacity that we have to love. And, 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 and yet we need to be reminded of how nothing can withstand the love of God. Nothing can. No, no, no situation, no person, no matter, you know, nobody that's, you know, uh, no thank you, no thank you, no thank you, no thank you, no thank you. I mean, nothing can withstand the love of God. And He wants to remind us of that. And, and He wants us to place our faith in that. And so, you know, I know that a lot of times I'm going, you know, I'm going to give this a few, few chances, a few efforts and stuff like that. But it's just like, man, I'm, I'm running out of steam on this. 
Yeah, I know that you've probably never done that, you know, but we go uh, uh, try, try, try again. And then that's, you know, that's, that's about it. But, but, but what that reminds me of is that so often that, you know, I think of my love and my capacity for love uh, in, in, the wrong, in, in the wrong dimension. You know, how much capacity to love do you have? You know, how many no's can you take? Uh, what capacity of love do you have when it comes to someone that is unlovable? What, what capacity do you have to, to say, I forgive you? How much capacity of love do we have? And so often we limit ourselves. So often we just shut it off and say, okay, I've given about as much as I can give. And God goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. In Romans chapter 5, he reminds us of the capacity of love that we have. And he says, for God has poured out his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. So when it comes to loving one another, when it comes to loving others, when it comes to loving people, here's what God's living and enduring word says. You have an unending capacity. We have an unending capacity to love when we depend on Him, when we trust Him. And so... It really, it really starts whenever we come and just humble ourselves before Him, stop doing world things, stop living as the world lives, and just come and just uh, allow the Word of God just to, to wash over us and the truth of His love for us. Allowing, allowing the truth that I have chosen you. And you're going, yeah, but uh, that's not living by faith. Uh, I, have, I am working in your life. It don't feel like you're working. Who are we going to believe? God is really challenging us to take Him at His word. I chose you. I'm working in your life. Your future is secure. Now and for all eternity. And I've set you apart for a purpose. Every single day, every one of us uh, are called to live on purpose for God's glory. And so that Jays of the world can come to know Christ. So that our neighbors, so that the people that we run across at the grocery store, uh, so that the people that we work with can come to know Christ. You know, it's really convicting how, how often I just limit God because I don't see my life as one that has the unending overflow of His love being poured out in my life through the Holy Spirit. Kelly just sang this song, just saying, now nothing's holding me back. Nothing's holding me back from your love. I'd just like for us just to close our eyes just for a moment, and Leslie's going to come and, and uh, uh, just play uh, and just give us a few moments to allow the Holy Spirit to just pour out His love into our hearts. If you know Jesus Christ, as your personal Lord and Savior, would you just right now just ask Him to pour out His love in your life, in your heart? Would you ask Him to just reveal to you His love for you and the love that, that He wants to demonstrate through you?
Would you ask him just to identify anything that may be holding you back from his love? Maybe, maybe it's been holding you back for years. And whatever that is, would you just offer it up to him? He says, if you just confess, if you just agree with me and acknowledge, not only will I forgive, but I'll cleanse you. I'll cleanse you and empty you out to where I can just fill you with up, fill you up to overflowing with my love and my presence. Would you just ask him to just say, Father, I just want to, to keep positioning myself before you to, to experience your love. But Father, would you identify or help me see those that you want me to demonstrate your love, to love sincerely? To love deeply from the heart. Holy Spirit, would you just bring to mind right now if there's someone that is love-starved or what, that I've been withholding love from? Father, we just thank you for your faithfulness to us. How you never let go. We thank you for your living and enduring word. Holy Spirit, plant your word deep within our hearts this morning. That we may maybe in a week or a year or maybe even five years, Lord, that it would sprout forth in great abundance because your word never returns void. Would you open your heart and your life and your mind right now to his word, his word for you. Maybe today it's, hey, Stop putting yourself down. I love you. You are holy. You are chosen. Maybe it's, hey, stop limiting what I can do for you. I've set you apart for a purpose. Don't minimize what I can do through you. Whatever that word is, receive it and thank Him for it. Father, we just want to come before You today and again, just acknowledge that You are so faithful and You are so good. 
Lord, we thank you that uh, today we have an opportunity to be doers of your word, to respond to your word. And that, uh, Lord, your word does not return void. That there is a harvest of righteousness, right living, right thinking, that you will bring forth as we receive, nurture, believe by faith your word. Lord, help each of us to live according to your promises and not according to our feelings. Help each of us to live according to the value of those that are out there that we encounter each and every day and not according to our selfish interest. Help us to live for your glory. Jesus, for your sake. For we make it our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask our guys to come forward as we uh, close the service and we have an opportunity just to worship. Maybe there's something that uh, you want to come to the altar and pray about. Maybe there's someone you want to go to and let them know you love them. Uh, uh, but it's also an opportunity for us to just be uh, doers and active, not passive in, this, in these few moments uh, to worship Him. But it's an opportunity too to uh, come before Him with our tithes and offerings. And so let's just ask His blessings on it as we continue to worship Him. Father, thank You for uh, just a reminder, even through this passage in the Gospel of Mark, uh, Lord, what You really look at, and that's the heart. Nothing holding us back. As we come and bring these tithes and offerings, we do so in demonstration that, Lord, it's all yours. All that we have is yours. And maybe today it's more than just a, a financial offering. You want us to just offer afresh and anew our hearts and our lives, our minds, our faith to you to do that which would just rock this world. Thank you for your great grace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.